Hello, everyone, and welcome to another riveting edition of Under the Floorboards, where we laugh at the creatures that go bump in the night. I am your host, John, joined as always by my beautiful co-host, Eric. How are you this week? Yo, fabulous. Can you I guess why? Is it because we have a really sick guest today? No way. So for those of you who are watching, you can probably see uh, the name is iPhone on there, but it's actually Daniel Kearney, producer, <laughs> actor, and lover of horror, and, and, and so huge in the indie world right now. It's so exciting to have you on the show. Give it up for Daniel Kearney. Thank you so much. Eric is actually our sound effect guy, in That's case me. you didn't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> only sound effects i can do too it's funny i don't know how I that is go. not true <laughs> <laughs> he was he was imitating the gurgles earlier uh from the <laughs> latrine scene <Yeah. laughs> it, it was pretty uh pretty on point uh, thank you so much for having me i really appreciate it greatly Dude, it's our pleasure. Thank you for taking time out of your day and coming and hanging out. Absolutely. So let's do one of the things that we love so much, and that's talking about horror. So, Daniel, your pick was Sleepaway Camp 2. That's right. I've never watched before. So tell us uh, your process for like when you were, because you sent me a couple ideas that you kind of had for what you wanted to do. What kind of stuck with you to pick Sleepaway Camp 2? Well, Sleepaway Camp 2, everybody has those magical moments back in the day when you used to walk into the VHS store and they used to see all the, uh, you know, at least that was me, um, you know, used to we see all the VHS tapes there and the where the door was positioned, um, the Sleepaway Camp series was um, the first thing like I see like right over the top of the thing. So when I was a kid, I always gravitated to it. I have seen I mean, what parent is going to allow their child to see this film? When you see it, you'll know what I'm saying. Oh, but. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my parents would let me get it when I was like eight years old. And I would rent this film, um, Sleepaway Camp 2 and Sleepaway Camp 1, um, and like The Burning and like all these other films, like every single weekend. Like they, they just kept it aside for me when I go in there every Friday night. <laughs> the usual. <laughs> the usual. Here's an eight-year-old, you know, here, here's your copy of Dawn of the Dead. Here's your copy of Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Like a pack of Marlboros on top of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. It's already yeah. said yes once. We don't have to confirm again. We really fucking enjoyed this film, man. Like, like I was telling you earlier, uh, we've never watched this film before like i've seen sleepaway camp plenty of times but yeah. i i don't know it just kind of eluded us for a while yeah. so we do this thing on our show where we talk about our first impressions so for this what was your first impression like looking back to like that eight-year-old daniel like just slipping that vhs in the first time oh, you just said like, that's so seductive yeah. too. <laughs> the whole movie's seductive it's like 80 percent titties <laughs> i know yeah but i'm that's well, when I was eight years old and I put <laughs> and I put the video in, I'm embarrassed to even talk about that. But yeah, no, when you put it in, I was like, wow, yeah, it's a good film. <laughs> no, I just, I had never seen anything like that before. I was, I was eight years old yeah. and like, I'm like poking my head up the stairs, like, you know, like thinking I'm you know, doing something wrong or something like that. But um, yeah, it was just, just good memories. And like all of our friends would get together and it was just a different time. And, you know, we put that in and we we're like, what the hell is this? But the camp, the campiness of it, I love, and um, the characters just just stay with you. They just, it's a really fun, fun film. And I'm actually a huge Bruce Springsteen fan, and I don't know if you know that, but that's Bruce Springsteen's sister. You're kidding? No, in real life, that's Pamela Springsteen. That's Holy his sister. Shit. Yeah, yeah, that's that's his sister. So it is and the first thing on my IMDb, but I never would have put two and yeah. two together. Yeah, yeah, Pamela Springsteen. So I love it, and I. 
and you, you know me, but Felissa Rose is my best friend, one of my dearest friends, and she's helped me out in the industry and she's just been amazing. And um, so I actually would have picked Sleepaway Camp 1, but I thought you guys had already done Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get mad at me. we're just leaving room for her for when she comes on at some point you know (laughs) absolutely she would love to love it um but yeah most definitely i I think my first impression of this movie was it had everything that sleepaway camp had like it was everything that i fell in love with the first time and they literally just did it again Mm -hmm. Um, and, and one thing that I really liked about this movie was having the slasher there the whole time. Like it was very like uh slumber party massacre where like the dude's just like always around the corner or she's just like in frame. I love shit like that because it makes all the yeah. interactions like not quite awkward, but it's just like ugh, she's sending them home to Jesus. Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Eric, what about you? <laughs> It gives it's giving me like big old summertime, you know, kind of vibes that, like you said, I think it's so funny that like the common theme between this is like sneaking that VHS through like the uh, the security checkout in the form of the parents and everything. It's just what it is. I mean, that's what that's the purpose that this movie served. Right. Was to be that sort of, I don't know conduit into horror for like you know it's just yeah it's slasher goodness like i said i i echo the theme of like the summertime slasher and it being um kind of meant to be more fun than it is scary you know and and a lot yeah. and that's that's part of the charm of it and i think it delivers on all fronts i was really impressed with this one sequels not not always consistent in terms totally. of delivering like a similar quality this one i think is right up there with the with the first one that's what yeah I yeah about. definitely I said, I hope that happens. Just talk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, well, or a reboot. Dude. It terrifies br- me. Bring Felissa back. Yeah. <laughs> That's the flex. Absolutely. Sl- Absolutely. The reboot. Sleepaway Camp 4, The Reckoning. <laughs> the Reckoning. That's not a bad idea. Comes- I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'll send you my writings later. I'll, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you've been on that. Let's check it out. Let's check it out. The Angel of Death. Beautiful. Uh, but before we get into this film, Eric, why don't you list us off our itinerary for this film? I don't have access to that. That's fine. I will do it then. <laughs> he actually. Phone is over there. Funny story. <laughs> uh, I got uh, plastered Saturday night when I was doing my homework and watching this movie and taking notes. And what I neglected to do was acknowledge that I was going to be on Zoom via my cell phone. And all of my notes are currently stored in a document on Google, on a uh, Google Doc. Oh, <laughs> And so I spent about 20 minutes this afternoon after lunch copying notes on <laughs> the good old, you know, legal pad. <laughs> yeah. This is where we are. So my mistake, but we fixed it. I did not. That's all right. The uh, casting crew, though. Or- <laughs> so. So the official title, Sleepaway Camp 2, Unhappy Campers, which I got to tell you, I love. I love that. Uh, Directed by Michael A. Simpson, writing credits for Michael Hitchcock and Robert Hiltzik. Uh, Cast, we have Pamela Springsteen, as you mentioned, as Angela, which is still just fucking mind boggling to me. Like this was this. It's funny, too, because like this movie was born in the USA, you know. Uh, yeah. Renee Estevez as Molly. No, nah, I'm not gonna let that slide. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. <laughs> and that's and you know and you know Renee Estevez is Charlie Sheen's sister. <laughs> is that really Emilio's sister? God, they just yeah. like 
I guess they just got to pick whatever names they wanted to keep growing up. Right. So that, <laughs> that birth, yeah, they're like, oh, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be Martin Sheen's yeah. son. I don't want to be Martin Sheen's daughter. It I was, do. It was Charlie Sheen. I do. Yeah. Sister. He came back from the Charlie store. You can't ask for much more. <laughs> yeah. Charlie Sheen's sister. Yeah. Yeah. That is absolutely wild. So, good. Uh, so we have, let's see, Tony Higgins as Sean, Valerie Hartman as Allie, Brian Patrick Clark as TC, who I'm pretty sure was like 45 in this movie, it felt like. <laughs> <laughs> senior counselor. Yeah, he was the senior counselor. Uh, Walter Gottel as Uncle John, Susan Marie Snyder as Mayor, and Terry Hobbs as Rob. So we actually like... We had a pretty big cast because there was a lot of people that aren't even like photographed in this because I'm pretty sure they were just in this movie, got murdered, and then moved on. <laughs> they literally yeah. murdered. We never yeah. saw actors or actresses again. I got some good Easter eggs I'm going to throw out there that you won't believe that, that are in this movie and all these other films and no one realizes that it's the same characters from other films. Oh, oh fuck me go. up. Yeah, I'm so go. ready for that because I usually pride <laughs> myself on my spider webbing, but like <laughs> I'm really excited for this. Getting into Sleepaway Camp. Ghost stories with Good. DC. <laughs> and it's so classic too, right? Like, do you, do you, like, what was it like growing up? Like, what were your memories of like these around the campfire tales? Like, was there anything that ever kind of stuck out for you? Or was it a bunch of dudes trying to touch each other like this one was? <laughs> I don't know. There was, there was stuff on this films all the way back in the day. Like this one always stands out in, in my mind, Sleepaway Camp 2 like the round the fire scenes but another one that it's so awkward it stands out in my head is Madman. man do you ever oh, see mad man i haven't at, at, at the beginning there's a campfire scene you got to watch it it's a little bizarre film but it's uh <laughs> it's good it's a lot of fun was that in your usuals collection madman no no i'm just that just popped in my head i don't want to hold up the process but i have something so cool i could show you and over there my memorabilia collection but i'd love i won't hold it i won't hold say, up you can show it to us yeah. we're we edit down anyways okay. oh really okay give yeah, me one second, yeah. one second this is our fucking show baby so i have a huge unbelievable horror film collection i can show you at the end of the film call but i have ever i have hundreds of posters signed by the original cast and everything oh that's so, so this one is signed this is signed by Galen Ross from um, she's from Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. She's um, the blonde haired one in Dawn of the Dead. And she despises film. And for 35 years, she refused to recognize it even exists. But I went to a con and I put on some charm. Miss <laughs> Ross, Miss Ross, I know you think this movie doesn't exist and I know you don't want to sign it, but could you sign my poster? <laughs> I have the first ever signed copy of Madman ever. That is so. She sick. wrote it right on it. That is so. Yeah, it is. <laughs> hopefully that. Hopefully I need to fund a film. I could sell it for big bucks one day. Because there are some diehard mad, diehard madman fans. Dude, you just got in frame that I can see your late checkout shirt. That's sick. That second that you did, yeah. Oh, thank you. I just yeah, ordered man, mine the other day. Oh, awesome! I'm, I'm gonna do thank like. Oh, totally. But I'm gonna do like a boudoir uh, photo show, shoot for it. So be on the lookout for that, guys. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait to see. <laughs> You're going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, fuck, we really need to block UTF. <laughs> <laughs> 
but anyways, we we start off with like these stories, and it's so classic. Like you know, you have TC in the background who's just like, and then it was covered in blood. But <laughs> the kid's like, that's nothing. There's a fried chicken spot down the road from my house, and one time they served my sister a fried rat. I don't believe that at all. Yeah, listen to this. <laughs> the one uppins that's happening. The one uppening. I can't believe you remember that part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or what's the TV show? What's the TV show? He's the the blonde hair girl on the Facts of Life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> And I'd like to point out that, like, this conversation when they're talking about her looking like the girl from Facts of Life is a conversation that just, like, wouldn't fly in mainstream <laughs> yeah. nowadays because they're talking about, like, yeah, so no. she had a penis, but then she didn't have a penis. She had a penis, and then she got a sex change, and he calls her an it. It's <laughs> like, 88 I was know. a magical time to be alive. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't, looking... Looking back, I can't, yeah, this, and yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm still, it was different days back then, you know? I don't know, I don't know what 20 year olds are, are doing at this camp, but uh, I don't I know what the 40 year olds are doing at this camp other than looking for like, I know, <laughs> I know, 14 to 18 year old girl, I guess. <laughs> oh my God. It was, even as a kid, when I saw this movie, I said to myself, I was like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. <laughs> but, it works. It, it works. works. It works. You know, and that resonates in a lot of more modern movies. You know, you gotta like, just buy into it at some point. That, man. Exactly. You can shit all day long, or you can just buy into it and have a good time. But we get—I don't remember the first girl's name, but she's like, "Well, listen to this," and she's the one who starts bringing up the transsexual Phoebe. Yeah. Okay, Phoebe starts bringing up the angel of death, or Angela, as as we come yeah. to know her. Yeah, <laughs> Angela. <Subtle as> a brick. <laughs> but we get uh, her like tracked into the woods by Angela because Angela comes out of nowhere and she's just like, "What are you doing out here with boys?" And he's <laughs> over here like, first of all, I'm a man." <laughs> <laughs> he's like wiping his brow. She didn't ask him first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And who could forget that mullet? Oh my god, <laughs> Legendary. dude. You want to talk about a power yeah. mullet? That motherfucker could have like powered a hemi. Yeah. <laughs> MacGyver goes I to know. that guy's barber. <laughs> yeah. So we got we finally Phoebe gets pulled off into the woods by Angela, and like Angela starts gaslighting her in that very neo-Christian status. <laughs> She's just like, You're a whore. Okay. <laughs> so she picks up a giant log, and this is like the slapstick deaths are the ones that I'm really yeah. here for. It's just like bonk. Yeah. She takes a second and then falls oh. to the ground. <laughs> what about on. when they? What about when they cut her? Um, yeah, they, when they cut her uh, lip. That was oh, yeah. that, that used to scare the, that, that noise it made. Oh yeah. man, <laughs> there's a squelch. Like a little. Uh, yeah, it was. As a chef, it sounds like when you're cutting off hot gristle. <laughs> like when you're just trimming that scene. Now I know what it feels like, and that's helping me buy into the scene even more. I can relate. <laughs> and then we just drop right into fucking rock and roll McDonald's. Like the the intro track to this movie is fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it just like it plops it is. right into the eighties, right? No, no, I was saying that song right pops you right in the eighties, man. That's freaking it's it's just unbelievable. Yeah, it reminds we me. We have of a clip of that. I would love to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, 
once we have more text on the show, we'll have better sound effects. Yes. <laughs> I told you, I can only do one or two sound effects. He makes a great guitar sound. <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> wow! <Well. laughs> What's pretty good? Thanks, man. Dude, that's what I'm fucking saying. So we start off like right in the middle of the girl's cabin right. post credit scene. Eight hours later. Eight hours later. And Allie's titties are just out. Dude, I gotta tell you, that was like S tier titties too. Like, like, I say that as an adult now, mm. with <laughs> which like, is with like some something to compare it to. <laughs> Instead of being eight, and this being like I know. Like so you got to look at it from my perspective when I first saw this film. Oh first horror films I ever saw. Oh my god! But you know, Allie was misunderstood. I think she just one hundred percent. Yeah, misunderstood Allie. Justice for Allie. I agree. They even like make a comment later where she they were like, You should have died first. And I guess like in like the typical trope, yeah. that's supposed to be true. But I think that like I think that Allie was a character that was necessary for a place like this. You know, yeah. like not to, you know, take people's virginity that probably needed to happen but more so like just some level of like because the show girls were just not it as far as the party vibe like those were the girls yeah. that would like like when she's passed out on the log I'm like, these are the girls that just party a little too hard right <laughs> yeah and i know exactly brought, what you're saying yeah she brought that mean girls energy mm-hmm. but like what it, that it was um what was her name regina george regina george or Allie hartman yeah. yeah. <laughs> Solid reference. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and we have like the the first instance of the I guess like Angela just kind of has this plot armor for killing people because every time she's just like, I sent them home. My first thought is like, you sent them home at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> right. Yeah. Who, who answered that? Yeah. Call? called her parents at two, and they got here at four. Yeah, because I always think Uncle Johnson. Yeah. You sent them home. <laughs> Talk to me at TC before you do things like that. <laughs> Women don't have power in the late eighties. <laughs> First of all, you talk to yeah. a man before you do anything at this camp, exactly. sister. <laughs> Young lady. Uh, Uncle John was Uncle John's badass, though. In real life, though, he did movies. I know this is how much of a loser I am. I know like all these backstories, these things. So Uncle John played by, um, I forgot his name, but he just did film to um, to finance his gambling and real estate um, oh, cool. hobbies. <laughs> so he was like this actor and all these things, but he just did it just because the fun is other stuff. And he was pretty good though. I would say it's amazing that like re- realty could be a hobby. Like, <laughs> I guess living in 2023, yeah. that feels like a fucking fever say, dream. That was back when houses cost 30. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, we bought our house for like 189, and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Sub 200. Oh my God. <laughs> this man's making a hobby yeah. out of it. A hobby is something that, like, yeah. you learn to crochet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we we kind of have like this really weird exchange where again, like 
hey, so I sent him home and all the girls are like, that's not weird. They just kind of like start making fun of her behind her back. I was never under the impression that Angela even left the room when they were doing that. Well, in fact, she goes to her bedroom, which is precisely one door deeper into the structure. So it's that hollow wood paneling. (laughs) So like she would have been out of earshot. And there's a couple of instances where they just it's it's hilarious. That's consistent throughout the movie, though, and that's what I think is so, again, charming about it, because that feels intentional. Oh, yeah. You're supposed to pick up on it. Yeah. No, absolutely. I do want to talk about the Tit Patrol. Um, These are my two favorite characters in the whole movie, because (laughs) they operate the way that I was operating when when I was their age, and that's what life was about. Just a young boy with his Polaroid. With a dream. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm happy you brought them up, because you're not going to believe this. The kid in um in that scene is the kid from Friday 13th part six under the bed you're fucking with me no it's him holy shit it's one of the kids under the bed yeah it's crazy man all these people are in different films and stuff like that so he's 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 not the one that's he's not the one that says what were you going to be when you got older and he's the other (laughs) he's the other he's the other kid he's the other one that didn't get older yeah (laughs) yeah that's so cool. But they were, they were, they were, they were a lot of fun. And you want to know is that in this, I don't want to go too far in the film, but I mean, sure people have seen this, but I can't believe they died. Like you, back then you didn't kill dogs and nothing happened to kids. And I can't believe they, I, I was shocked about that. But I remember seeing that as a kid, like, what the hell? That looks like me. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> Honestly, like for me, that's like a breath of fresh air after watching the, Evil Dead Rise, because uh, I was actually talking, one of my biggest opinions about that movie was if you put kids in that universe, you just can't be afraid yeah. to kill them. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. I know yeah. Yeah. all of these kids had plot armor. And what I liked about watching this movie was I thought that they did, you know, and then you get to the end, <laughs> shit, mm-hmm. they're just like peeling them off of the fucking side. <laughs> yeah. <of> the <laughs> It looked like the guitar strings were just like strung together around the outside Don't of it too. Those are some. Yeah. And w- and the place that they were peering into was the they called it. I'm, again, I'm such a loser for knowing all things about this film, but they called it the splash the splat shack, and that was the special Splash-shack. effects. <laughs> that was a special effects. That was the special effects um, station inside there. It was smaller than the other cabins. <laughs> no wonder it was Allie's favorite place. <laughs> she named it. In she all, named it. It's because they do that shit at like everything at a at every camp. Everything is like in memoriam of or like the whoever mess yeah, hall. Yeah, so it's like yeah. the Allie Splat Shack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's her doing like a playboy pose, like from a silhouette standpoint, you know, yeah. from a, from a profile standpoint, I should say to the, uh, the mess hall. I was going to say we get to the, uh, the cool table as it were, <laughs> where all of the uh, popular kids in what I'm not the showdy table. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> the shit twins. Um, this is where we see Allie attempting to make a move on Sean, which mark that if you care about love triangles, if you don't, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> But that's kind of setting up the dynamic here of, like you said, we've got like Mean Girl vibes. It's kind of Allie versus Molly with some ancillary characters that are here to party and whatever, you know, 
and just getting to know everybody. This is the part where we like to say the Avengers kind of assemble and we meet our whole team. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will say it was really cute. Uh, one of my favorite lines of dialogue actually happens in this exchange when Allie's like walking up to the table and she goes by the one girl that was looking her, at her tits mm-hmm. in the morning and was like, she like puts her food down in front of her as eat up and you might grow boobs mu- as big as mine. And she like keeps <laughs> at the table and the girl goes, you're not allowed to give food away, Allie. I'm going to tell on you. I was like, what yeah. the fuck? Like- <laughs> I'm telling. Yeah. You can't oh my give God. food away. <laughs> you want to know something though? What happens to her? I know. Yeah, real She doesn't die. Yeah. <laughs> well, she was a good girl. <laughs> yeah, but I always wondered. I mean, unless I'm missing something, but oh no, you're right because the whole girls' cabin is empty at the end. Yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I don't know what. I wonder what she did. <laughs> she ate the extra food. That's that's why she got killed. I think it's pretty clear what happened. <laughs> she was trying to get bigger boobs, so they right. killed her. She definitely's got this. She's definitely got this thing for food too, because she's like mm, all beef when they're doing that hot dog scene at the, <laughs> yeah, in the yeah, middle yeah. of the film. After that, yeah, all beef. She's got like the hookup, <laughs> like the regular, the regular. Yeah, hookup. yeah, she's all. <laughs> yeah, she's all. Get the, yeah, yeah. I ain't eating these ground pig penises like the rest of y'all. I'm eating straight up fucking all beef. It's one hundred percent cow. I get why oh, oh, they do, man. No. Like. <laughs> I would too. <laughs> that kosher shit's for real. Right. Well, so we have like everyone's least favorite part of camp and it's like the morning songs. Dude, I'm just like, I've already been a, like four, at this point in camp, like I've been like four or five days without weed. Yeah. Like <laughs> I'm just like sitting at my table like, God damn it, dude. Like these, Vibrating. these, <laughs> these 18 to 45 year olds are fucking singing. <laughs> it's just like it's always oh, yeah. it's always some dumb shit that rhymes and I d- like I still can't <laughs> I still can't keep up with it carrying <laughs> my face in jello at 8 o'clock in the morning oh, like meal. yeah <laughs> the oatmeal. and this song sticks with you forever you only need to see it once <laughs> you have it memorized I'm oh curious. I'm a happy camper I can recite that whole damn thing I believe it but I won't <laughs> but I won't <laughs> this is what my thing is about this because like as a guitar player this is the shit right that gives the guy with the acoustic guitar at the party a bad name it's not Wonderwall's fault it's not john mayer's fault it's this kind of <laughs> deeply embedded shit that kids have to go through in their developmental years and it teaches them to hate it i, I gotta tend to agree <laughs> it is Wonderwall's fault it is <laughs> gallagher knew what he was doing and john mayer's it yeah, is definitely John Mayer's fault. You don't get to write a song called Your Body is a Wonderland and don't expect every douchebag at a party with an acoustic guitar to play it. <laughs> that, that is a damn good point, my man. I was, uh, I was unfortunately around one of those dudes one time. I was at a party and uh, this dude had done blow for the first time and he was a person that shouldn't be doing any drugs. And I'm like sitting in this room and somebody gave him a guitar for some reason. And the next thing I know, he is banging chords i mean like hitting the guitar like keller fucking williams you know with less talent but like he's just screaming instead of singing observations in the room like he's talking about what color the walls are and how nice this girl's dress is and what color her shoes are and i'm just like i am so ready 
to eat a bullet. <laughs> Can we go home? <laughs> and you cut <laughs> Michael Sarah and fucking super bad. I'm well, just like him in the background. Like I was thinking like Kurt Russell and like hateful eight. <laughs> destroying that <laughs> priceless martin guitar we get to honestly one of my favorite scenes the the pool scene yep um because there is just so much banter that just like doesn't make sense like, oh. Allie does her thing yeah Allie does her thing but like she's talking to him and yo Emilio party hats at two o'clock <laughs> <laughs> I had never heard party hats before <laughs> and I was like oh my god it's me if I was actually born 10 years earlier right <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh, but what was funny was like the way they the cinematography kind of portrayed that scene with Allie and was that Sean that yeah. she was with I think Sean and Mark, yeah uh, you know falling in love falling in love so we had like she starts taking the bra and she goes if you throw me in that pool I swear to God and I thought that they were like twelve feet back like where the chairs usually are at a pool <laughs> like they turn around to the yeah. side and they're just in front of it he's just like boom yeah Bleh. i think they were <laughs> depending on the direction the camera was pointing listen you guys gotta hear the story oh yes let's go so, there is a bit there is a video it's unbelievable <laughs> Hello, everyone. I hope you're enjoying this week's episode. If you would like to be able to support us, some of the best ways to do that are by leaving us a review, preferably a good one, on whatever streaming service you are listening to right now. That helps our algorithm and boosts us in, as well as liking or pre-saving our episodes. If you would like to be able to support us directly, the best way to do that is by joining our Patreon. The lowest price at $3 a month, which gives you access to commercial free exclusive interviews bonus episodes and a plethora of other things we definitely have other uh, standard levels as well however that is in fact the cheapest and easiest way to help us so thank you guys so much for listening today either way thank you for the support if you'd like to know anything that's coming up event wise for us make sure to follow us on instagram at under the floorboards five again that's under the floorboards five and check out our patreon at patreon.com backslash under the floorboards see you there enjoy the show so if you have if you have the blu-ray and or if you go on youtube for this film okay they have adam the woo that the podcaster you know him yeah 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 adam the woo. yeah he's incredible and he goes back 30 years later to the original sleepaway camp two location. It's in the middle of the woods. It's an abandoned YMCA park. It's completely down now. There's, there's nothing there. And where that pool is, he goes to that actual pool and it's a complete swamp now. And he shows the video of all like the area, but the only thing that still remains there is the diving board. So there's the pool and there's a swamp on top, but the diving boards in the middle of the woods. That's so sick. <laughs> it is, man. I want to go there. So I, you know what I did? I went on Google and I tracked that damn address down. Let's go. Let's fucking do it. UTF I'm road down. trip. Yeah. We love this shit. I'm down. Let's go. <laughs> it's in Georgia.
<laughs> oh, but that's fine. That's we're no I would say we're in North Carolina. That is not far. <laughs> if I was Superman, I could throw a rock hard enough to hit Frank's fucking doorstep. So <laughs> his Dormani. <laughs> his Dormani, yeah. They would have let that slide. Five more minutes. <laughs> Anyhow. But yeah, we have the glorious wet t shirt. Yeah. Allie was just killing it this movie. Yeah. I get <laughs> That's a superpower. But I did genuinely like her as a character. Like I just thought she was funny in a lot of scenes. She was. There there were a, there was like only one scene in particular where I was just like, I I just don't understand what's going on right now. But we'll get to that when we actually get She's there. She's one of the like, you know, bang the hot cop son. Yeah. like the, the best looking guy at camp i mean that's all she wanted come on now it's yeah not, it's not like everybody on the planet that's ever been to camp hasn't like fantasized about like having a secret intimate moment with the hottest you know what i mean yeah it's boy scout like, camp was wild <laughs> exactly <That's what> the- <laughs> but see this is the thing i think that she was misunderstood after seeing the movie 4700 times she just wanted to be miss whitmore she wasn't just trying to bang hook everybody. She did love Sean, I think, yeah. even though she did say he's a lousy lay and insulted him. You know, sometimes people have trouble showing their emotion. People fall in but love she with was people good. that are bad at sex all the time. Right. And also, I just kind of believe that was the versionary tactic to get Molly off the trail. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> would Molly want to give her virginity? To Could be. Pretty good. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. But no, I agree with you. I think that's none of your business. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I I think that Ali is is your classic like sub villain in the sense that like they're kind of not a bad guy, <laughs> an antihero, yeah. if you will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Without <Yeah>. any heroism. <laughs> well, uh, she I took mean, a couple for the team. That's a hero <laughs> if I've ever seen one. Um, but anyways. Uh, so we actually kind of get to do we go right into seeing the Shote sisters it's right into the Shote sisters yeah because they have it figured out this is what I wanted to be doing at summer camp puffing the devil's lettuce I was around too many fucking goody goodies I was like damn did anybody else bring weed they're like no I was like boy I should I should have known that yeah boy scout camp is crazy here I am trying to like, <laughs> puff and shoot black powder at nine o'clock in the morning <laughs> See, I never had the camp experience. I think that's why I freaking love these movies so much. I never had that camp experience. Oh, man. This is so much better than the camp experience, I can almost promise you. Dude, we got to go to, like, a camp or something. Like, Let's go to an adult sleepaway camp. Let's get you out in the, yeah. I want the tightest short shorts there. <laughs> the side eyes. Oh, my God. Oh. I, I go. <laughs> almost every Halloween, I'm, um... What's his name from part one? Um, uh, I can't believe it. That the, the head counselor from part one. Yeah, I've only yeah, seen yeah. The movie. Every Halloween, I dress up as him. I love that. <laughs> Is that for a uh, from an obsession, like not obsession, but just like such a deep love for this franchise? Or are you like me and just kind of anti buying a new Halloween costume every year? I just think I look good in those shorts. Oh, <laughs> it's pretty simple. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, it happened this year because uh, my I'm wife pretended kidding. she yeah. dressed up as me. So I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll send you the picture later. <laughs> I wear them because my wife wants me to wear this every year. Yeah, that's what it, yeah, right. <laughs> hey, you've got three kids. I believe it. Maybe four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so 
Uh, Eric actually brought up a really interesting like continuity thing uh, for this because I it goes directly into this in my notes, but you could probably explain it better than I can. What's going on for me is that we've just gotten back from uh, the pool from Angela's perspective. Um, and what's funny to me about that is the pool happens immediately after breakfast. So presumably we're in that like 10 to noon range when Angela goes looking for the sisters sequence where she's peering around behind the tree and she sees them drinking and smoking and making fun of her song of shit. Yeah. Taking her changing the lyrics, which is again, anyway, that's what bad girls do. That's what bad girls do. Um, Then we have like a sunset sequence or sunrise sequence for some reason. And then we cut to mm-hmm. Angela, like like we cut to like the bell ringing to wake everybody up in the morning and like raising the flag, which at camp is something that traditionally, granted, happens first thing in the morning. We meet TC again. Angela's like, have you seen the Shote sisters? No. Good morning to you, too. Meaning it's morning again. So did she stay out in the woods all night and just watch this? <laughs> or did they sleep in the woods all night? I mean, how did it? I don't know. I don't know if that's a continuity. You know, I have never thought about that. That, that is a great point. <laughs> these camp that is a great really point. All these fucking bed checks. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Let's go with she was that all night. I don't want to be thinking about that now every time I see the movie. <laughs> Just when he's watching Sleepaway Camp 2 now, like, fuck! <laughs> fuck! Yeah. <laughs> Damn you, Eric! <laughs> what <do> you? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but they have a good old fashioned barbecue, right? Yeah, yeah. For kill number two and three. Kill number fucking two and three. Kill number fucking two and three. Burnt shit. Yeah. Nice one. Thanks. <laughs> Say no to drugs. I'm gonna pull yeah. that from the from the movie. Because that was perfect. <laughs> my my favorite part about that kill was uh when <laughs> she's like dumping gas on her and she's just like, you know, you're your sister, you ruined your sister's life and you ruined your life. And I was just like, you're setting her on fire. Right. <laughs> Match that went out before you threw it in the grill. That was so good. Because they yeah, it does go out. They used a fake match, but real gasoline because it was the 80s. So they were making sure. <laughs> oh, my God. Back when gas was like 79 cents a gallon, it could actually be. <laughs> it was 80% lead. <laughs> I fucking love this Oh, movie. my God. <laughs> I know. I love it. It is great. You dive into it, the, the better it gets. Yeah, totally. It's, it's not one of those where you're just like, God damn it. It's one of those that it's like, God damn. <laughs> but that, for my money, and I'll say this like with all sincerity, not to take away from anything else that happens in this movie, this is my favorite kill because of the practical effect usage of the skeleton that kind mm-hmm. of pops up like a haunted house prop. You know, <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely looked like something out of Spirit Halloween because it was just exactly like, right, it was just yeah. sitting. On yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which overall, the practical effects in that film though were really good. I forget the the person's name who who um, did that, but he went on to do a lot of stuff. I remember watching this documentary. Again, I'm a loser. <laughs> Sorry, we. <laughs> well, welcome to it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have like one of the most inconsequential scenes I think in like movie history, 
because Angela is talking to the one girl in the they're like doing crafts or some shit. She's like, I want to go home. Well, how about if we I want to go home, but maybe we should. I want to go home. And it was just like, okay, we sent her home. And that was the whole scene. (laughs) It's like, oh, so you're telling me this movie could have actually been 86 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Because I thought this established that. Um, she wasn't allowed to send people home without consulting with Uncle John or TC. Doesn't even happen in the sequence. So you're right. Like the value that I thought it brought to the plot line, it didn't actually bring to the plot line. Well, also, yeah. like it's kind of ca- contradictory to the fact that John already knows that she sent Phoebe home and didn't say anything about it. I got you. I got you both right. Oh, here. fuck. This is what we're doing for number four when we make this movie. Is the girl that got sent away <laughs> becomes like a detective, like a forensic detective, and has to go back to the camp to figure out what happened. So she does have to come back. And Felissa Rose is there. <laughs> this, it all that sounds like a good movie. Two. <laughs> it ties back to two. That's my whole. It ties back. That's my elevator pitch. She brings the reckoning. <laughs> That's what it's all about. <laughs> Wait, did we we didn't we didn't get to Allie's death yet, did we? No, uh, no, we're not. We're not quite there yet. Oh, okay. We're we're getting there. Uh, with see, because we go back to the girls' dorm, and we, uh, we have the panty raid slash jock. Yes, raid is our, our yeah. I as a young boy had a dream of having a panty raid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it just sounded like the coolest thing on the face of the earth. Once you f- figure out what sex is, we're right? Take some of their underwear. <laughs> <laughs> And until I was an adult and went on the internet, I never realized why you would keep those things. Because right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like a game of capture the flag where you, just, <laughs> yeah. you go in, you grab panties, and you bring them back later. Yeah. I had no clue as a kid either when I saw that. I was like, what? These kids are like in their dorm, like fucking dorm, like free basing panties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. And uh, Mare ends up uh, flashing uh, Angela in the process, uh, in the heat of the moment. I think that's part two of the panty raid. This is right before the jock raid. Yeah. yeah. Is it? Because I thought it was it's, on the reclaim. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's it's on it, yeah. It's on the, 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 the panty raid happened first, and then, then, the, then the jock straps. Yeah. <laughs> when it's over, TC comes out looking like hardcore 87. Yeah. <laughs> Call me when it's over. <laughs> right. Completely indifferent. Yeah. Well, um, after after both raids go down, she gets a hold of Mayor Angela, I should say, gets a hold of Mayor and takes her into the car. We got Tip Patrol sitting out the window still, too. Yeah, Tip Patrol's always on the case. <laughs> Number one cop on the force. Not a nipple gets by me. Right. <laughs> I had like three jokes. I'm just not going to make any of them. And we have our classic. This is one of my favorite tropes in in horror period, but certainly in slashers, because I feel like this is the best place for it to get utilized. When you basically manifest your death in the conversation that you're having and you say, I would rather die than apologize. Oh, Mayor. (laughs) As we know on the show, mark that. (laughs) What are you looking for? And then she's like, Gun. And when she reached in the back, what are you, what are you going to the, what are you grabbing in the back back there? A gun? No, a drill. <laughs> well, 
That's also like my favorite shot in the entire movie is her just like drilling this girl while like blood's just shooting up at her. I was like, this is the glory I'm here for. I know. And then another insane part about this, another insane insane thing about this movie. Um, So that was the special effects artist's vehicle, the car. He's like, oh, we'll just use my car, whatever. I'll be able to get all the stuff out. So there was blood all over that car. And so they got it got everywhere, everywhere. The fake blood, and you, everybody knows that fake blood lives on forever. Oh it yeah, freezes, it freezes. It'll stay the whole winter. It'll do everything like that. So <laughs> he sprayed it all over the top of his car. It got in, it got nooks and crannies. And when he went to go sell the car in 1991, okay, the person he sold the car to, he ends up finding out it was a super super hot day, and blood started coming from the top of the uh, left hand <laughs> corner of the driver's seat. It's crazy, man. That's amazing. Can you imagine that? Like just driving? Yes. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> lightly used. Right. One previous owner. Light, lightly used. That's awesome. Low mileage. Dude, I would throw more money at it. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Never using this car again. You could fit so much blood in this. I'm sorry, Eric's playing to uh, one of the jokes that I just can't stop fucking laughing at. Um, what happened? So so there's a meme that I just for some reason find fucking hilarious, and it's uh, an outline of this auto dealership, and the guy is, like, selling this, like, Porsche to this dude. He just slaps the hood of it because you could fit so much spaghetti in here. <laughs> and for some fucking <laughs> for some- he, thinks, he thinks that's the funniest thing in the world. You could fit so much spaghetti in there? Yeah, that's the joke. That's the oh my so I just, I guess, have metrics of how much spaghetti I could fit in. Shit. Like, one. dude, I know that's not fun. <laughs> and like, that's your reaction. <laughs> exactly what my reaction was the first time he showed me that. And I, so I bring it up all the time because he just, uh, <laughs> it's the funniest thing in the world. So the moral of the story is you could fit so much blood in this car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you want to talk about a fucking collector's item, man. Like, again, I would, I, throw, I would throw more fucking money at this dude just for selling me this car. Right. That's a good story oh. behind that. Say what? I said, that is a damn good story to have. I would, I would have kept that car forever. <laughs> you're picking up your friend and you just <laughs> yeah <laughs> slide a slayer cassette tape in the deck and start playing raining blood <laughs> i keep all the movie memorabilia every film we do i try to keep something like from it so that and like there's a real quick story so i did this i did uh, watchdog with um lc holt what was and so hype Melissa Bennett and and also Mark Patton was yeah. in it, who I love. He's a yeah. wonderful, wonderful person. And he's he's the star of Elm Street Part Two. But I grew up mm-hmm. loving and loving Mark. And so we needed an extra pair of shoes on set, and that matched exactly the ones he had. So I was like, I took my shoes, my loafers that I had with me. I said, put them on. So the second half of the film, Mark is wearing my my loafers in the film. So I'm like, I'm never throwing these loafers out. I'm keeping them forever. <laughs> <laughs> they still got his it's awesome <laughs> no that's fucking incredible it's still, it's still my, it's my man. yeah he, he he's awesome i will say notably uh just a tidbit about me that is actually my favorite franchise i'm a huge nightmare on elm street fan a huge nightmare on elm yeah. street fan. 
Um, so when I saw that Mark Patton was in Watchdog, I was so I was so fucking hyped because I hadn't seen him in anything in forever. Oh. Um, and I know he yeah. took a little bit of a hiatus for a while too. So seeing him in this, I was real. When we talked to LC, I was real fucking excited about this. Yeah, it was it was it was awesome, and she's excellent. And I also suggest you go watch it. it he did a really great movie that just came out, got amazing reviews, called Swallowed. Check it out. It's okay. Really, really good indie. Hell yeah. We love the indie recommendations. Yeah. You had me at Swallowed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Super fun. Um, and we'll obviously, we'll be talking about Watchdog about a little bit uh, more here in a minute, guys. And if you guys want to know more about it, the best way to do that is by plugging our Patreon at $3 a month, where we're going to be talking to Daniel here in a little bit about all of his upcoming projects. We're going to talk a little bit here on it as well but we're definitely going to get a little more in depth so make sure you guys are checking that out it supports the channel supports us and supports everything that we try to back behind it you know yep. so three dollars a month it's less than a gallon of gas it's not the 90s so <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyways back into uh <laughs> we have a really cool scene for the uh sake of sort of um this is the first time in my opinion that we start to see some semblance of humanity in angela uh because she mm -hmm. had a little bit of a heart to heart with molly here molly makes her way up to the no trespassing cabin and they kind of talk about boys and braid each other's hair and that kind of thing but we're starting to see that relationship for molly has never been opposed to angela unlike pretty much everybody else at this camp right so this is angela's first like real you know relationship with like a a, a camper and that i kind of feel like that's always been what her mo is like even dating back to the original movie is like yep. being anti-bullying and being like inclusive of people who are weird and different and just going through you know the motions with feelings i used to like be that. shy right you know and just being able to connect with people and so i really think that like as a character that's what motivates angela is believing like she tells uncle john at the beginning of the movie there are good campers out there you just have to weed out the bad ones that's yeah. the real genuine belief that she has and she is the weed whacker the weed whacker <laughs> cut to keep your morals strong and you'll never go wrong Right. That's so I keep telling myself that's going to have to replace my, my moniker. <laughs> and then we cut to this weird, like, physical stimuli game that they're playing in the cafeteria for some reason or mess hall. Sorry, we're on a campground. The only thing I don't know why I want to bring this up, but no. I put it in my notes. So it had to be important. Okay. We were, <laughs> it was right before that conversation. They were having like breakfast or whatever. And it was like some inconsequential conversation. And all I could think about was the kid with the other mullet, the like dark haired kid yeah. had jelly all over his hands. I mean, like it looked like he was drenched in blood. And it was just <laughs> <laughs> I had never been so comfortable, uncomfortable eating, watching another person eat. Like, right. was, I don't know why that stood out to me so well. I guess it's just because, like, <laughs> it's all these white people and then just red hands. Maybe it's like a spaghetti <laughs> thing. They were not eating spaghetti. He was definitely, he was definitely eating strawberry jam. Wow. It fits so much strawberry jam on these hands. <laughs> <laughs> what does he yell? He goes, asshole. Yeah. Right. right. 
I, and I think the only thing that really came from that scene was we now know that he and the uh, black character are going to try and pull a prank later because mm-hmm. they do kind of like, I guess, dap up with jelly hands or whatever. <laughs> Angela drops an incredible line, though, where they're playing this sensory overload game where they're blindfolding them and putting their hands in a box and telling them what it is to make them afraid. And she goes, dead teenager brains. <laughs> yeah. So fun. <laughs> Yeah, got it. All I love, I love, I love the both of them, and I love their camaraderie and friendship. Um, I, I, I really, the only thing I wish there was a little bit more of them in this film. Mm-hmm. I yeah, really do. yeah. He's it's... actually passed. Um, halfway. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's he's one of the characters of, of the film passed away. Mm. Um, I, I forget his name, but um, yeah, in like the late nineties. But yeah, man, there's and you got if you ever give do you any of you have the Blu-ray for this? You got to watch the outtakes because there's some missing, some unreleased footage out there, baby. Ooh! <laughs> can't get enough oh man i wonder if movie stop has its own website still i know most of their locations got shut down but that was like my bread and butter for the longest time uh there was like the last frontier of like fucking dvd stores and shit um yeah so it was like after blockbuster and all that and movie gallery and all that shit had closed down uh we had what was called movie stop which i think was still owned by gamestop like it was just like mm-hmm. a subsidiary or whatever. Um, yeah. I would go in and get like $2 Blu-rays of like V for Vendetta and Itmon and like all these crazy indie films and yeah. stuff like that. Like I love, I love that place. Maybe they still have a store. Mm-hmm. Could be the uh, thing that I think is so cool about this sequence though, is that they are copying uh, the garb of Freddie and Jason. Yeah. <laughs> which is just so fun for me. A yeah. real Freddie claw too. Yeah. Like, my Next dude was back in the The craft table. At the craft table. Where, where the hell were the adults? I know. Proper finger knives. Yeah. The, uh, like you said, that scene just kind of happens to establish we're going to try and scare Angela and get back at Angela or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the tit patrol ends up getting busted by Angela, which leads into what I think is the most inappropriate. <laughs> like, Yeah, you brought this up to me earlier. Reviewing the times now <laughs> it was one of those things they made yeah i know yeah each other where they go uh was angela's picture in there yeah and you cut to tc looking at all of the photos of these teenage girls and angela and he goes nice tits oh i know now i yeah it's just like man <laughs> i watched it yeah I, I watched it the other day i saw that part i was like holy shit no, you're right it feels like it's almost the equivalence of like if he had just like bean dipped her or something. You know what I mean? Like just some passive bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's holding actual CP in his hands. <laughs> the kids and, and right, right, right in sequence. Like was Angela's picture there? Oh shit! Yeah. I love that. <laughs> right, and she didn't care. Yeah, no. Uncle John's gonna hear about this. You look great, post op. <laughs> Keep your morals strong. <laughs> Good stuff. Good uh, to be seen anyway. Yeah. Uh, so we get the dead teenager brains. Uh, we get to this secondary camp out that's going on. You know, the the girls are a little more integrated on this one. I think there's only like, are there any boys at this one? I don't even remember. No, I don't know if the boys had one schedule. No. I think that was kind of the plot. Like the same way uh, the yeah. boys had the camp out at the beginning of the movie. I think this is like the one that the girls, like the all girls campfire camp. There's also like four girls yeah. left. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I think that's kind of the move. And that's why the boys have to scare her tonight because she's going to be out in the woods by herself tonight. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, so we have the boys kind of running around and this was um, for, for some, I, I can't remember either one of the characters names, but the first one that was dressed as uh, Freddy Krueger, he like, I guess just lost his claw and the other kid, they like kind of, they try and flank the girls, I guess, but they weren't very strategic. So they got lost in like an eight feet parameter. <laughs> Anthony. and <laughs> Judd and Anthony. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, was it, Anthony was Freddie and Judd was Jason. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so Anthony, uh, who is our, our our kill number five. Kill number five. Kill number fucking five. Uh, he goes to find his hand, which is like is the Freddie hand that's like crawling up over the mm -hmm. uh, log. <laughs> and he just goes, where'd you find my hand? And it just like flick of the wrist and snaps his, and like just fucking <laughs> slaps his throat uh, for Freddie got fingered. <laughs> <laughs> Gave, the one gave his neck the two finger tango. Down it. I'd go all day. <laughs> um, and, that was a good kill. It was a great kill, and it was like I don't know. There's something about like, and there's I'm not gonna you know give any spoilers uh, for late checkout, but y'all have a throat release in that movie that I fucking yeah. love. <laughs> I loved that shit, dude. <laughs> oh, God. Which is why y'all need to fucking check it out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you if you want some more slasher glory, <laughs> and then we have like Judd gets this like, I guess like Freddie also had a chainsaw. She, I mean, she was just coming in packing. I, you know, it's yeah. it's Angela. It's not like anybody doesn't know right. since the beginning of this movie. But you know the one's missing yeah. because they went over that with the missing items list. Yeah. <laughs> and I just love like this kid's reaction because like he tries for a minute too because he's got the machete and we get like you know that 80s style sword fight like it almost felt like ash versus evil dead kind of shit <laughs> where it's just like you you almost think that there's a semblance of uh you know possibility for this character to live and you're like wait it's 88 this kid's black <laughs> like yeah uh-oh <laughs> <laughs> He, get, he gets it across the leg. Oh my god! Oh god! <laughs> yeah. So you notice that too, the way he says it. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god! So, it, yeah. Like yeah. Oh my god. I thought it was just me. Because <laughs> we do that all the time. Like something will happen, just oh god! And we saw it was like, oh my god, it's us in a movie. Right. It literally was us. Yeah. <laughs> Quite literally. I feel like that's about fair. I feel like you and I, if we were in a slasher movie, we would make it to about kill five and six. I think that's about like, I think I'd be a final girl. You think so? Okay. Totally. <laughs> I'm the dude that I looks like that. I'm the dude that looks both ways when I cross a one-way street. Right. I'm pretty sure I'm final girl material. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe it's OCD, maybe it's paranoia, maybe it's Maybelline. I don't fucking know. But yeah. <laughs> Um, but anyways, we have her uh reaching base camp and all the girls like tackle her and she's like wearing the Jason mask that yeah. she has donned. It was so like Viking too, right? Like in a sense where it's like she slayed Jason and then took his face right. and wore it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know how they freaking pulled off getting the rights to these characters. I know, dude. I'm telling you. Because I don't even know if it's ever been realized because I don't know how they pulled that off. Totally. Did they actually? Because they said their names, didn't they? Like they said, Freddie. They said Jason. It wasn't just like illusions, right? No, no. They didn't. They didn't. I don't. They didn't say. But he said 
he did say she's going to have one nightmare to remember. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's um, just clever. Colloquial. Did say, <laughs> oh, he did say it. You just no. And then he said, he said, um, you just effed up my hockey mask. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, Paramount probably doesn't give a shit. And I, I think it's a new line. Is it, is it new line cinema that owns Nightmare on Elm Street? I think. I think it reverted back. Yeah. Okay. I could. I think I, it reverted back to them. Okay. Because yeah, new new line owns everywhere. new line owns new line owns Freddy, and um, I forget who owns Friday Third Paramount. I think still owns. It reverted back. Owns owns it again, but it that. Friday Thirteenth went the new line as well for a while. Actually, you're right because like, I think isn't that, part nine. I think they did it at least for the. I I remember the remake was New Line Cinema with Jared Padlecki and uh, Danielle Tannenbaker, and then I, it might have been before that. It might have been still nine, like nine and ten. Definitely feel like they would have been New Line Cinema films. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So watching this as an eight year old, I gotta ask. <laughs> For me, it was Caddyshack was the first time I watched softcore porn in a movie, yeah. which obviously was an accident because I thought Caddyshack was a comedy. Right. <laughs> yeah. So this is the point where Allie is. Oh, wait, she's not. No, never mind. She's not having sex quite sex quite yet. This is where she's talking shit to um, Molly and she's talking about how uh that dude is like the worst at sex and the girls like having uh they're like playing football but it's like i don't know eric and i describe it all yeah. the time as like just hating watching heterosexual people flirt because it's yeah. just like <laughs> lots of like no no but before this you're right before before this you're right is that it was the night of the the big camp out and dorinda um the the bathroom that bathroom scene is what you're oh, thinking about right, right so this actually i have a whole other list of shit for <laughs> for this one because i was like for i told eric i was like first of all i can't have sex with that much comet on the ground <laughs> <laughs> like you want to talk about putting yeah. poison in your body right. <laughs> also <laughs> they're like in the throes of passion uh was that molly or not molly uh was that uh ali and sean or was that the other dude that, that was one of no ali and um ram 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh they're like in the throes of passion and they're like i guess he doesn't know how clothing works and she's like <laughs> trying to figure out what the fuck he's doing he also doesn't know where the clit is <laughs> It's in your belly button. <laughs> My man grabs her and starts like dragging her and her, her legs just limp against the ground. Yeah. It was bizarre. It, it, so, uh, yeah. Like when you're eight years old and seeing that, I was like, what? And like you said, the belly button, my whole life, I was like, belly button? Something I don't know about it. Like what's going on? So I'm glad I wasn't the only one that noticed that belly button thing. Well, the the funny part watching it as an adult was you could tell how much she was trying to like shove his head down there because she gets <laughs> to the point where she is lifting her leg into the top of the fucking like bathroom. I know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there's poor guy. <laughs> yeah. He she literally gave him a map and he couldn't read it. <laughs> yeah. I, I I think I think she she has 
and the actor wanted to make it look as real as possible. And he was just, I think he was really, I mean, either uncomfortable or, or, or just didn't know how far, you know, Oh, it was prop, prop, proper to go. <laughs> trying to keep the back of his head in frame. <laughs> yeah. Or um, get my good side. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this was before intimacy coordinators too, wasn't oh, yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a relatively yeah. new thing. Cause like, I, I, I'm sure it is weird on any level that someone's just like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Wait, do that again? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, that was a crazy scene. Yeah, and like we wind up like having Angela come up and she's just like, why is this door locked? I'm like, well, first of all, I if I'm shitting, I lock the door. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was only one stall and like half a shower in there, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty sure was just a bucket. <laughs> True. <laughs> Actually, this is like one of the better slapstick moments in this movie, too, is she goes to like start the chainsaw up again. And it's like, oh, I'm out of gas. <laughs> right. Fuck. Used it all. I'm yeah. out. <laughs> How much gas did it take to kill Judd? She had to light <laughs> earlier. <laughs> She goes for the reserve bucket and it's I'm fucking saying. empty. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, I killed two. Fuck, man. I couldn't have. That would cost like, I don't know, like 15 bucks now just to kill both of those. Dude, that's like three years of Patreon subscription. <laughs> Please subscribe to our murder budget. <laughs> our 666 tier, you can actually choose who we kill. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, we it, there's like this moment of like defeat for Angela because she's like, oh, I don't get to kill her. And then like everything just kind of dissipates, right? Like yeah, I don't she think she kind of doesn't follow through with anything that night. Um, I if I'm not mistaken, she does probably write the letter, the the secret note from Sean to Allie that night and kind of formulates how we're gonna pull this plan off and everything. And yeah, ends up on the bathroom mirror, Allie finds, and it's like Hey, Allie, it's Sean. Meet me at the abandoned shack for a good time at 5 p.m. Almost. Right. Well, I'm saying we have the we have the the next sex scene first. Uh, yeah. the, the actual yeah, sex yeah, yeah. scene, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And really, the only thing that happens here is my favorite line of the entire movie, because it's the most 80s thing that oh, I've, yeah, yeah. I that I've ever seen in my life is like there's like this super intimate like writing scene and she like gets off of the kid and she like rolls over and she's like (laughs) don't say it like that so anyways she gets off the consented adult (laughs) it's a movie they're all consenting adults first of all half of them are 30 anyways yeah everyone's having sex with ferris bueller over here (laughs) so she rolls off of the dude she goes, like, you could tell, like, the reaction that she had was, like, I didn't finish. Yeah. And she gets thanks up, and she's lot. like, yeah, she thinks a lot. <laughs> she, she, like, pulls her panties up, puts her, start, starts putting her clothes on. She's going to put her shirt on. She just goes, so you don't have AIDS or anything, do you? And I was like, that's the 80s AIDS test. <laughs> yeah. I know. That line is unbelievable. When you, yeah, it's, still, it's so crazy that you mentioned that, because back at, I was just watching this for for, for a conversation, and if you put yourself in that time period, again, Mary's misunderstood. Allie's misunderstood because, like, she 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 really did not care. She's like, listen, you don't have AIDS or anything, do you? Like, <laughs> if you put your place back in that time, yeah, she was like, 
she just was not looking at tomorrow. She was just living for the moment. Mm-hmm. 100%. And that's a completely reasonable question. Mm-hmm. Do you have AIDS? <laughs> it kind of defeats the purpose now, but do you have AIDS? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a good point to make right now. The, the 80s were undefeated. <laughs> Um, but I, yes. was born, dude, I was born in the wrong era. I wish I was born in 1970, like, so all my teenage years could have been the 80s. I don't oh, care what anybody says. Not glorified. I love the 80s. Just yeah. seemed like I'm so great. Like I'll say, to my, I'll say to my parents, I'm like, was it that good? And be like, yeah, Dan, it was. It was that good. <laughs> <laughs> They've got like tears in their eyes. <laughs> they hold each other's hands. <laughs> yeah. It <was>. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. It was the best of times. It was the best of times. <laughs> Motley Crue was still playing live music. Yeah. Like, well. <laughs> they were good when I saw them. That was okay. like 2009, nice. something like that, 2007. Um, but anyways, uh, like you were saying, we get to the uh, bathroom scene where she's just like, she finds the note and it's like, hey, Allie, it's Sean. Come to the abandoned cabin at 5 p.m. And mm. she's like, ooh, daddy. Finally. <laughs> finally prize has been secured (laughs) so she starts making her way up and of course she bangs on the door and nobody answers and she's like god fucking damn it It, it's funny too because she was like it must be angela and of course angela just like walks through the front and she's like it was the whole time yeah i know the way she comes yeah opens up the door and looks at her that look and she she wanted to kill her the moment she saw her when she opened out that damn door. <laughs> I know exactly that look you're talking about. Yeah. It was live. This is not God the dick it, you are John. looking for. Goddamn Angela. <laughs> hey. <laughs> it's me. Hi. <laughs> you, know, you suck. No, you suck. No, you. Well, in the back. <laughs> I would say, and I was... I was really hoping that this was going to be a really clean stabbing to death. Like, you know, that was like, she got her back blown out for the last time kind of thing. And of course that's not what happened. She winds up like having the worst death in this entire fucking movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also the best. death. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> like I said, that gargling fucking got to me like yeah. nothing else. Uh, and that was for kill number seven, mm-hmm. kill number fucking seven. Allie shitstorm i like the the writing in this sequence like the dialogue what's in there shit yeah it's because you're yeah. shit. it's because you shit your whole life away and everything what else is in there piss it's because you pissed on all your whatever you know it's your talent yeah what else it's your talent yeah it's because you leech off of everybody around you like what the you know what i mean <laughs> she said yeah angela in there for like 20 minutes like writing this down and sort of like brainstorming how can i hurt her spirit yeah ego while drowning her in this and then she just starts like she picks up the giant log and it's just like the plunger she's like get in the toilet (laughs) (laughs) the the feet got to me the feet more than anything else were so oh yeah yeah (laughs) she looked like a dolphin trying to escape sea world And those leeches are freaking disgusting, man. Yo, that's a shit leech. That's not like a like a. <laughs> you know, that's, come on, man. You, you don't know, have AIDS or anything, do you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh god, that was not that was. Oh man, those leeches. How does Ugh. she die? Dysentery. Yeah. 
that was definitely one of our favorites. And honestly, like the rest of this kind of progresses pretty quickly because we just go on a fucking killing spree mm-hmm. at this point, right? Next day, poker, where's Allie? Uh, Kimmy, yeah, okay. So this one was actually one that I wanted to talk about just uh, again as a guitar player. Um, Kimmy is like, hey, Allie, or not Allie, hey, Angela, strangest thing in the world happened to me. I called everybody's parents that you sent home and none of them said they've arrived yet. That's so crazy. She's like brushing her hair and like talking too much and everything. Um, Angela's like walking around the cabin and looking for a weapon to kill her with or anything to kill her with. Rips the strings off her guitar with one hand, which is A, and fucking impossible. And B, after she wraps them around Kimmy's throat and strangles her with it, when you cut back out when the other girl, um, what's her name? There's another girl that walks in and is like, is it- Oh, you're right. She does die. Yeah. And so she does. Th- I thought that was Leah when we were talking. Yeah. About earlier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but what happens is when Leah comes in, this guitar is restrung. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and it's just like, ah, ah, you know, I don't know. Just again, I see shit like that. I'm sorry. I, mean, I never noticed that. But Leah is like looking at Kimmy's fucking body, like jackknifed out that window. Like, Kimmy, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. like, You've seen too much. Sorry. <laughs> Four kills number eight and nine. Teardrops on my guitar. Because like <laughs> you're going to tell. Behind these hazel thighs. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. And And what's funny is like that never gets followed up on. The fact that the parents know that their kids have been sent home but haven't made it home yet. Right. Yeah, that's kind of true. Because then we have, like, the deca- decapitation. Yeah, Sean and uh, Molly want to... Uh, they're progressing their relationship and everything. Um, Angela ends up having a night by herself in the cabin with basically just her and um, uh, Molly remaining. And she ends up having this like big moment of like self-reflection. I don't know what that was representative of. I don't know why that was important to include, but I think it was again, her just coming back to the reality of, I really just wanted everybody to be a happy camper. Yeah. Next day comes, she's in uncle John's office and she is being fired for once again, sending people home without their permission. Um, So she's all devastated and everything. And she comes out and Molly's there and Molly's like, what's wrong? I just got fired. I need to go be alone for a little bit. So Molly's like, all right, Sean, let's go comfort her. <laughs> Makes sense, right? Yeah. So fun fact that so fun fact that scene that that um that moment of realization scene was actually the last thing they shot for the film because it wasn't long enough. So they they went back and they shot that scene and put it in the film. Got it. Interesting. Interesting. I I wonder like how much time that actually added because I kind of like the idea of like, I like that scene, but I really like the idea of like when Molly runs in in a minute and like everyone's just dead and decapitated in the fucking uh, counselor's office. Like, right. <laughs> I think that would have just been awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I hear you. I don't need context. She's insane. <laughs> <laughs> She's the angel of death. Yeah. So as they're having this conversation with Angela, she does straight up admit to drowning that boy at um, Aranac, Camp Aranac. Arawak. Arawak. Arawak, uh, which doesn't really trip Molly up too much for some reason. <laughs> Sean takes it upon himself, though, to go into the cabin for no reason. Hey, look, it's in here. No, don't go in there. It's locked. No, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> and all of the bodies are in there. Right. <laughs> no go ahead 
No, that was a that was a that was a really good scene. I mean, that was just that's like quintessential like VHS eighties mm-hmm. moment. It's like you if you go back to if you were, actually I guess I'm just a crazy person that rented this movie so much, but at least between all my friends, you go you look back at that moment and like that was just like a Friday night thing or like a Saturday night thing. Seeing mm-hmm. that freaking scene, yeah, that scene always stands out to me. Yeah, the big reveal. Yeah. Because it's so visceral, too. And, like, even just that shot, like, kind of fucking stands the test of time when she's, like, sitting there with her and goes, look, he's on the TV. (laughs) Yeah. I love that shit. (laughs) TC is the case, though. (laughs) TC runs up to the cabin because he knows exactly where Angela is. As soon as he comes in, she's got a bucket of his battery acid that she throws on his face. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Kills him for kill number 10. Kill number fucking 10. <laughs> Sean puts it all together and he's like, you did have an operation. She's like, yeah, totally. And like two years of therapy and a whole bunch of medication. But I'm all better now. And everything proceeds to immediately decapitate Sean. <laughs> Kill number 11. Kill yeah. Molly at this point, I think, just passes out. <laughs> <laughs> she wakes up to the smell of lima beans and uh, decroting corpses. Lima beans, which was so funny to me that she was still trying to take care of Molly throughout all this because she like genuinely believes that there's a friendship here. Yeah, she's a fucking dingbat, dude. Like, <laughs> I have like this. Like, is this the part where we're just like killing person after person after person? And this is or... the part where like she like Matt's dead too. Like Matt's the oh, other yeah. dude that Allie was hooking up with way earlier on in the movie, and he is uh, just dead. And um. Angela is like dragging the body elsewhere to like a safer location or whatever. And while this is happening, Molly actually escapes her bindings, uh, hits Angela when she comes back into the cabin and we're having our chase sequence because at this point it's confirmed that like everybody is now dead. Mm-hmm. You know, Uncle John. Yeah. There. Everybody's dead. So I stopped keeping kill count at this point because the entire cast is dead except for these two people. <laughs> <laughs> I like this chase sequence a lot. Yeah. Over the river and through the woods. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I absolutely love this chase scene. I was going to mention that. Then I like the music of it. Yeah. Very simple, and um, I love how they filmed it when she's running, you know, running right through that. Um, I don't know how they filmed it, but I'm assuming that she probably was at the edge of a forest, and there was actually probably a car just driving. How they got that shot? Because I don't know how else they would have got that shot yeah. for that length <laughs> of period of time. Yeah. <laughs> They're on one of those like Return of the Jedi forest speeders. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. And then we kind of get to um I guess we're past the rock scene, right? Like she kind of is this where she falls? Yeah, she falls like three feet. <laughs> Which it, it looked like head. it was supposed to be a devastating <laughs> cliff. <laughs> we look down to the ground, she's like, eh. Because she hits her head on a rock, and that's what it is. And this is my favorite line in the whole movie that Angela drops where she says, if it's any consolation, you almost made it. <laughs> which, yeah. Which is just greatest of all time. Because <laughs> part is she gets another shot at it, right? Because uh Angela winds up like finding like waving down this like tr- person driving a truck or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh she gets in and this person actually drops again one of the best lines in this fucking movie where she's like asking if she's a good girl or not she goes i'm too dumb to f- t- too dumb to drink and too fat to fuck yeah. <laughs> ain't no skin off my tits <laughs> yeah and that then, was great 
it felt like they ended this movie the same way that they ended Sleepaway Camp. Uh, just like that still at the end yeah. where it's like, you didn't get away. <laughs> She's like, yeah. Partner? <laughs> yeah. partner. Howdy, partner. Didn't oh, hit it. quite as hard as, oh my God, he has a dick. <laughs> right. Or she has a dick. <laughs> but yeah, the, really the origi- yeah. <laughs> yeah, the original Sleepaway Camp is iconic. But um, I do love that the camera flashed out. I love that scene, mm. like that thriller dot do 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 and that scream oh i love it and then it goes deep into 80s music oh love it that so scene almost seems familiar to something we watched lately um that you might know something about oh, yeah. but we'll talk about stuff like that here in a minute um <laughs> but that was sleepaway camp too guys yeah. like it was an absolute fun ride um i think banger. my, my yeah my only thoughts on this movie is that it's a it's a fucking banger Everyone in this movie was talented. It was funny. And I've never seen really most sequels hold up to the original in the same way that this one did. Right. Yeah. Completely agree. Um, I have a question for you, sir. Any idea, or maybe you just know the answer to this because I couldn't find a definitive one on the internet. Why was Felissa Rose's character, Angela recast? So she was asked, um, but she was going to college. At the time, she was going to NYU, and she talks about that actually in depth as well on um, uh, in, um, Into the Darkness Part 3. Gotcha. That, okay. that that's on there. So it's really cool. So yeah, no, no, she she was just decided to go to college and, you know, different direction and, you know. That makes me feel um, better about it, that it wasn't like a, wasn't like a money thing or a spite thing that it was just, no no oh no 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 she no she's told me many we've talked she talked to me about it many times that she, she was asked she actually couldn't believe how big the sleepaway camp series um was and has become she didn't realize until it was the year 2000 2001 when the internet really became you know a big thing and you know she was an adult and these people were reaching out to her from sleepawaycamp.com and all these other things and cool. that's how it kind of brought me by yeah it's exciting so she's just actually the sweetest and most humble person on the planet she's a wonderful person i love her so much she's like one of my dearest friends and she's just so much fun to be around she's just makes you laugh all the time and uh just a huge and huge huge energy she brings such joy to my life and we've made like 15 movies together now 14 movies now together Mm-hmm. produced directed, and Dude, we just have a really great partnership and uh we just we just like to get everybody together, you know? That's mm-hmm. dope. Absolutely. That's dope. I love it. On that note, let's actually talk a little bit yeah. about your career, um, you know, with the time that we have. Uh, I, I do want to start off with some of the stuff that's like out right now so that, you know, people can see what they have readily available. And obviously there's some other stuff that's going to be coming out very soon. Uh, let's talk about uh, or tell us uh, a little bit about Wolf Hollow and your experience, which is out now on VOD. Wolf Hollow was absolutely just so much fun to make. Me, Mark Cantu, myself, Brian Bell and um, Brian Sepanis, we we produced the film. Uh, we had some great production companies involved. The horror community really got involved with it, which I just, which I love. Um, you get to meet so many great people. And it was just fun. It was a fun horror comedy, a lot of action. Mark is a workaholic. Um, he he takes on, wears so many hats. Um, and when he said I could have the role of the mayor, I was like, hell yeah, man. So we just had a great time making that and working with Lynn Lowry 
was amazing. You know, she brought so much to that character. So I really highly suggest check it out. And here, Hannah Fearman's in it, who's one of my really close friends as well. We we had Dark Circles coming out soon, and mm-hmm. just Wolf Hollow was a blast. If you get a chance, just give it a watch because you'll definitely you'll definitely enjoy it. There's some funny moments. Absolutely, yeah. Obviously, we're sluts for Wolf Hollow on this uh, channel, but. <laughs> Thank you. Um, also you have times up, which just dropped, uh, very recently also available for VOD on Amazon. I know is the primary. And I think there's also, uh, is it YouTube as well? You can buy it on. Yeah. 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 And Comcast frontier and, and all those, and all those really cable stuff. Yep. So that was a, that was a really, that was like one of the first things I did with everybody. We filmed it, it, um, during the height of COVID. So it was like, looking back, it was like crazy. It was so freaking cold in Maine. Elsie uh, Holt directed it, did an amazing job. Um, Damien Maffei also stars in it, who's a good friend of mine too. Great guy, great, great actor. Killed it. With, yeah, with, and with Hannah. And um, they reunite Jonathan Tiersten and, and Felissa, although they don't share any scenes together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then um, Kamara Cole is in it. Um, and um, just, just a really great... Just a really great. It was also in Wolf Hollow, and that was a lot of fun to make too. But yeah, I just I was a little interview in in that film. But um, again, we we all produced it together, and just everybody wearing a ton of hats, you know. So was uh, Lucas Dunaway, by the way. Like I, when I was watching it this last time, I was like, "That's fucking DJK and Lucas in the same room," and I just totally did, like looked right past that last time. And I was like, yeah. "Of course, he's the guy that gets bleeped out," you know. Yeah. <laughs> I I love I yeah I, I I love Lucas, and um, he's a great actor. He's also um, has a really big supporting role in Dark Circles, mm-hmm. and uh, also um, Stephen Hugh Nelson. I don't know if you know Stephen Hugh Nelson and Joshua Kerpak are the other two interviewees in that film, and they also help produce um, Times Up. Cool. Oh, great, 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 great group of people. Very cool, very cool. You also have a lot of stuff that's coming out. Uh, which I know uh, I'll go ahead and say now um, the uh, watchdog is going to be available on uh, Saturday, August 19th. For those of you who are able to, it's through the popcorn Florida. Yeah. Popcorn fright film festival is going to have a streaming premiere of it. And then it's also going to have a physical streaming at uh, New Jersey horror con on the same day. Right. So I will be there that Saturday. So if anybody watches this or anything and they're going to usually horror con please come say hello i'd love to watch watchdog with you which is such which is another really great um fun um film i can't say too much but it's really passionate project and lc would did a really amazing job and everyone just really oh man cheney and wes robinson and celeste and everybody just brought there's so much fucking talent (laughs) yeah and Felicia's performance was unbelievable as well as Mark's. And it was just really, really, that was a really awesome time thing to make. And I am so grateful for all of this. Like it was my dream always to be in, you know, film and make movies and stuff. And I, I just, I just, you know, it's, it's been an absolute, just, un, just amazing. And um, I try to work really hard at it. And so, because you want to build like a pipeline to have things coming out because once you end principal photography, it takes forever for them to come out. So mm-hmm. it's nice that they are starting to get picked up for distribution and stuff and uh, watchdogs coming out. And I know we talked about it before, but late checkout, I'm telling you, I really think that's going to be an indie horror hit. I really think it's going to be an indie horror because it's a lot of fun. Melissa Rose's performance in that is 
like on parallel. That shit was incredible. Um, and we won't go into any more of that uh, right now. But it, it was, oh my god, you're disgusting. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was it, it was great. So Josh and I, um, we all got together. Molly Souza wrote it, and that movie was a freaking blast to make because mm-hmm. I love it when you get to go in there because I'm like you know I'm I'm you know I'm an actor or whatever, but um, I'm actually kind of a really shy person. So whenever someone makes me feel really comfortable, like on set and, and they're like, oh, listen, add in what add in some ad libs or just have fun with it. That's like my favorite thing. And Josh allowed that. So we just hit it off really well. And the camaraderie between that whole cast is and, and the whole I think it comes off on, on camera. Everybody was just having that, such a good time. It absolutely did. Um, we had, I think we had almost as much fun watching it as y'all did making it. That was honestly one of my favorite movies that I have watched this year. Oh, um, that means so much to us. Yeah. yeah. And not to mention like for being budget indie man, like the gore in that movie was fucking awesome. It was awesome. Thank uh, you. So that's definitely something to be checking out guys. And, and that's Derek Weirly. Derek Weirly. If you're making a movie called Derek, he's amazing. Amazing special effects artist. Uh, we might have uh, something about him in the <laughs> <laughs> in the future with UTF because uh, we're we're big fans after that movie. Uh, oh, great! Also, you told me that this uh, Dark Circles project is actually your first. This is all you on producer, right? Um, or am I yes. Yeah, no, 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 no. That that this was my that was Dark Circles was my first like on the ground, twenty four seven anxiety attack producing start to finish. Felissa Rose, Damian Maffei, myself, and Ryan James, we worked on pre production together, and that taught me so much. I mean, I you know we worked tirelessly to 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 make this film and mm-hmm. tirelessly pre-production i mean i work full-time more than full-time on top of that i was working on this film probably close to 30 to 40 hours a week for six to seven months before we even hit principal photography mm-hmm. and that is that movie is so special near to my heart it actually just is on the cusp of being completely finished and another another great cast and i can't reveal too much but it's um everybody people know that have been following the project terry kaiser stars in it mm-hmm. so freaking amazing because we've so had good. a couple people reach out to us and be like when this starts to drop this is like this is something that you need to be following and i was like well duh <laughs> that sounds awesome <laughs> um and like you said you have an incredible cast and crew behind you on that and you know with all the work you put into everything else that we've really enjoyed so far i don't think that we would expect anything less than a banger out of it you know so thank you so much you definitely have UTF in your corner and you know who to call when you need a pre-screener. So <laughs> that means the world to me for real. I thank you so much. No, yeah. You deserve it, man. All yeah. the love in the world. Absolutely. Um, but uh Eric, do you have any questions for uh Mr. Kearney before or Mr. Kearney before we get into our Patreon episode? I do, but you're gonna have to subscribe to Patreon to hear them. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, Daniel, is there anything that you want to tell your fans out there or our listeners, or is there anything that you want to put out into the aether other than all of, or alongside all these awesome fucking projects that you have coming out? 
I just want to say I am so unbelievably grateful for all of the wonderful articles and just just everybody. It's just this whole thing's a dream to me. It's it's been incredible, and um, I hope you enjoy all the projects and uh, just it's 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 amazing. It's really exciting, and I hope everyone loves all the product in the film. Absolutely. Well, again, we know we do. Uh, I really want to thank you, Daniel, for being on the show today. This has been super awesome. Guys, make sure you check out our Patreon exclusive episode with him as well. That's a wrap. Thank you guys for joining us. We're at Creeks and Cracks and we laugh at the creatures that go bump in the night. Thank you so much, guys.